0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a f***ing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Molly Bay.
0: Today is seps- seps- <laughs> sepsis September 6, <laughs> 2021. Yeah. Three days to kick off. Today's Monday. We got Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday. It's here. This is it's like here. the best week. It's here, man. It is here. God, we're going to be so busy. We got so much going on this fall. We've got 17 games this year.
1: 17 I know. I know. They were talking about that in the round table. And Mike Evans was like, I'm not excited to do this. <laughs> really?
0: Now, you know. They get paid by game. They get a game check, right? Mm-hmm. So if you get paid, I don't know, say you sign a contract, you're getting sixteen million a year. Let's just say that's what Mike Evans is getting. That's a million dollars a game check. But now that they've added the extra game, is he only getting like seven hundred thousand dollars a game check?
1: Probably. You would think so. I, mean, I know. A, How does a, that work?
0: Yeah, they're
1: Having to do cut. more work
0: now, right, for less money.
1: Yeah, is it a pay cut, or I did would... they also get extra, you know, incentives as far as revenue sharing and all that stuff?
0: Not from what I've seen. You know, it's I'm why sure... the
1: hell would the NFLPA agree to that? <laughs> like, there's the, <laughs> there's, there's gotta be the something worst. there.
0: It's got to be something there. I'm sure that teams are going to you know you. I thought they were going to implement two bye weeks, but They'll do that. The coaches will hold veterans, or will hold starters out during the year, I'm sure, to give them an extra like week rest off. rest days and yeah.
1: stuff. Yeah. Well, and then we looked it up the other day. The Super Bowl is a week later now to mm-hmm. accommodate that extra week out, which is just crazy to me. It's actually the day before Valentine's Day. So, February 13th. There you
0: go. Now, now, see, that you want to get guys interested in Valentine's Day? That's how you do it. Put the Super Bowl on Valentine's Day.
1: But they did it the day before. That's Probably close. so that's they don't upset all the ladies.
0: Man, all the dudes are going to have hangovers on Valentine's Day. I know.
1: <laughs> They're going to be like, I don't want to do this. I can't take you out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should do it uh, the day after Valentine's Day. How about that? Give guys something to look forward to. That mm-hmm. would be better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we got a good podcast for you today. It's going to be relatively short in content, I guess, as far as subject material goes. We've got Buccaneers news and then we're going to talk about the preview for the Dallas game. This is going to only be a half preview. This is basically Molly's preview.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ralph hasn't done his preview
1: yet. Ralph is slacking off. Ralph Y'all give him a hard on. time, please in the hey. comments.
0: Ralph has got to fix that dang car. I'm not looking forward to that. Damn, coupling, steering wheel coupling, right? It's just rattling. It's been doing that for a year. I got an inspection coming up. So I was like, man, I got to get this done. It's a $10 part. $10. But it's going to take pretty much all day. You know, I'm trying to not take the dashboard off and all that good stuff. I'm going to try and rig it so I can bend the steering wheel column down and all that good stuff. Hopefully I could get it done with uh, only spending $10.
1: I understood some of those words, but it caught, if if you could just tell me if the unicorns inside my hood are hungry or <laughs> the leprechauns are angry, leprechauns. whatever, <laughs> I would believe you.
0: <laughs> unicorns are poking holes in the catalytic converters. The uh, but, you know, I've never understood. I've always worked on cars myself and, you know, people that take their cars to the auto shop. I've done it a couple times here over the past 10 years. and I'm just always blown away at the cost. I'm like, what? You know, like this. Uh, I took it to the shop. I was like, you know, I, I just really don't want to do it, so I'll see how much they went. And at first they were like 200 bucks. I was like, Man, that's great. Yeah, do that.
1: Please, I will definitely pay you. Yeah,
0: I was like, Pff, any day of the week. And then... uh The guy that came in to do it, it was like a specialized task. Uh, Only one guy could do it. So he comes in, and it was like four days later, he comes in and gives an estimate, $600. I was like, what? That is way far past the 200 y'all quoted me at first. And the guy was like, well, you know, he's the only guy that can do it. I was like, no, he's not. I'll do it. Get my car back. So I'm not looking forward to that. Gotta probably do that Friday.
1: I would probably pay six hundred dollars just not to have to not listen to you complain about fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Where that. <it? laughs>
0: but I gotta get I gotta get the uh gotta get this stuff done before, you know, the football season gets in gear and then we got yeah. the Girl Scouts. You're
1: running gone. out of time.
0: Ah, uh, so much stuff has come. School's starting.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm just amazed at all these people whose kids are already in school. I feel bad for you guys. But they get out earlier in the summer, so we start late, get out late. Like our kid won't get out probably till the end of June. Mm-hmm. But most people, their kids are out end of May. I'm like,
0: yeah. Well, here we go. We've covered over. good topics that nobody <laughs> tuned into this podcast. For. Nobody cares auto about auto mechanics, children, school. Yeah. Any other strange topics you want to cover before we get into this?
1: How about what I'm cooking for dinner? A <laughs> <laughs> barbecue? No.
0: No. You had that on the list Friday. And it didn't. I did. I was looking forward to it.
1: You're going to be mad at me.
0: Oh, no. Is it more chicken?
1: No, that's stupid. I bought it. I did the grocery order. Bought it. Didn't pay attention to the date. When I stuck it in the fridge, I didn't get to it in time. We're going to have to throw that whole thing away. Oh. I know. I know. I'm kicking myself. I know. See, are. I told you the podcast that so you can't bitch at me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: can't throw anything <anybody> at you. <laughs>
1: You can't say what you really want to say, although you probably can. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, let's okay. get
1: to this Buccaneers news. Buccaneers
0: news. What's going on, Molly?
1: What's going on? Um, so they named the captains today?
0: Let me guess. Levante David's one.
1: Tom Brady. It's, it's not in my – no, hold on. Um, yeah, keep going. Uh, Mike Evans. I
0: can't even find my last one. Oh, there it is.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Levante David, and oh, let me see. I want to say Devin White. Mm-hmm. That's
1: it. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. but, but two from special teams. Oh. Uh,
0: ooh. I know. Suck up.
1: No. Close uh, the other one. Opinion. Yeah. Really. Uh huh.
0: And then Jamal Dean.
1: No. Who? Kevin Minter. Oh, okay. They are all the same exact ones from last year.
0: <laughs> really, I thought Ryan Smith—he wasn't captain, no. special team year? Hmm.
1: No. So there we go.
0: Got that taken care of. Yeah, I of know. Way.
1: Got that order of business out of the way.
0: Yeah. So that—that's interesting. That they kept the same guys. But, you know, hey, it worked last year, so.
1: And we brought everybody back, so why wouldn't you just make the same, make the same people? Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and I
0: imagine it's team boat. It's not,
1: I don't right. think the coaches are choosing that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's how that works. So that was announced today. They are practicing today, and they went inside. And pumped in the crowd noise, they had the crowd noise going today just to prepare for a full stadium, Bucks fans.
0: Yeah, this is yeah, yeah man. It's gonna be so loud. That stadium gets loud when it's packed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it vibrates. Yeah. Um. And it's, this is the first time we've had a sellout stadium in forever. I know. You know, with Buccaneer fans. Yeah. And you know, apparently the tickets for this are astronomical this is they're saying this so far is the most sought after tickets in Buccaneer history this is the Dallas Cowboys opening night NFL season Tom Brady you know it's just like there's so much that it's amazing it's, just, it's it makes me so proud
1: I'm just curious if there's gonna be more Cowboys fans than Bucks fans no. that's what I worry about well, that's how it used to be. Oh yeah. It's so we'll for... see, but I, I think the Bucks fans are going to show up for this one. Hell yeah, Hell yeah.
0: Tampa is a thriving community of sports wise. Good lord, they've been beating the heck out of everything for the past couple of years.
1: Um, including each other. B.A. said that on Friday the practice got so physical that on Sunday they opted to put pads on because yeah. they were hitting <laughs> each other Yeah, he QR. left it up to
0: them. He said, it's <laughs> y'all's choice, and they all went, we want pads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're ready to hit some stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. You want to hear that.
1: I know. I love it so much. Uh, competitors, I've, man. Competitors. Yeah.
0: Uh so you know you don't have to wear masks at the stadium Thursday night if you're going. That's a good thing. Uh, so you know it doesn't muffle the sound of people mm-hmm. yelling. Look, I just did that. See the big difference. There? I know Ooh.
1: And the sound.
0: Yeah. So that's exciting. But I, I'm really excited to see you've never you've never seen it the the stadium just going off back in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, when we had 40,000 people in line for season tickets and our stadiums were sold out and everything. I mean, announcers were constantly talking about how loud that stadium is. And uh, you'd be watching it on TV and you'd see the cameras shaking because mm-hmm. everybody was just going to town. So yeah. I, I, I am so excited to see that again. Uh, it's it's going to so cool. make a big difference. It's going to make a big difference because Dallas, you know, we're going to get into that. But Dallas, you know, they're, they're a new team and Dak hasn't been playing and that noise is going to make a huge huge difference in this game.
1: I hope so and I think so. And even, you know, with their their offense isn't quite new. Like they've all been together for a while. It's the defense that's newer. Yeah, right. But the the
0: new offensive coordinator, right? No. No, okay. Not this year. Ah, defensive defensive coordinator. Defensive, yeah. yeah.
1: But their offense hasn't You know, Dak hasn't Mm -hmm. played Mm -hmm. since week five of last year. He played no preseason. So, yeah, yeah, communication, I think, will certainly be an issue. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. We activated Sue from the COVID list. So, he's back. Mm -hmm. And then we cut Jose Borregales, the kicker. So, it was – everyone was kind of waiting for that. They were like, why is he still here? But – it was just until Sue came back, and then the other guys on the COVID list, Nick Leverett and Earl Wadford, came off yesterday. But then Earl Wadford, they immediately put on IR, right. which I don't know what is it. I don't know what his injury is. Mm-hmm. I tried to find it, but I couldn't.
0: Now it's IR is different this year. Uh, they'll be able to come back in a matter of weeks now. and right. I, It's it's. I think last year, gosh, I can't remember. Last year. They, they it was 6 weeks and I what it was you get 3 weeks was it 3 weeks i think it was the year before they they've changed this ir stuff so much uh but now it's rolling it's it's like all year long uh you know it used to be you know when you're put on ir you're out for the season uh, and then they changed it to where you can be on IR for like half the season, but if you get put on IR during the season, or you know, like four weeks in, you're out for the season. But now, and then
1: they have to designate you to return. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's different.
0: But now you can you can go on the IR for three four weeks and then come back off during mm-hmm. the season. So that's good.
1: It, it always like IR always seems so permanent to me. Like it was yeah. They were going to be there a while, but it's not so many, like that anymore.
0: So many changes. I you know, know. And the big one that we can't stand is the change of the numbers.
1: I hate it hate so it. much.
0: Who was it we were watching the other day? They had a seven on defense, and you wanted to look I this want to up. Say
1: New Orleans, yeah. And I think every the biggest name change was number seven. Is no. my theory that is what I've seen uh, mm-hmm. most commonly is the number seven. It's I just, just hate it. It's, just,
0: it's not right on defense. You yeah. should have sevens and nines. Why
1: and, is the kicker out there?
0: <laughs> That's how I feel every time.
1: <laughs> like, come on.
0: But, hey, eh, things change. The NFL changes all the damn time.
1: That's right. That's true. So, Which our
0: fantasy league commissioner changed it to half point PPR. Didn't tell anybody. Totally ruined my whole draft plan. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, okay, let's talk about that. You know,
0: my wife, my wife, she backstabbed me.
1: <laughs> he had divorce papers drawn oh, up. Oh, I was furious. <laughs> was so mad.
0: I had a play. You know, last year I had all Buccaneers players, man. And uh, I wanted to do that again this year. So I had, I had Mike Evans. I had Chris Godwin. I went to draft Tom Brady. Somebody had already got him. I was like, "Whoa, what?" And I looked. It was my wife. She drafted quarterback in the fifth round. Who does that?
1: Okay, listen.
0: And then um, she picked up Antonio Brown. Buccaneers defense.
1: Your she, girl is in it to win it, and <laughs> you better win it. It would be a complete dereliction of duty. If I had spotted what you were doing and did nothing about it, Mm -hmm. that is called collusion, my friend. And I don't don't have a problem with collusion.
0: I want to win. I want the money.
1: Well, I want to win. I want the money. So that's
0: fine. But you just put a Ross Perot, you divided us. (laughs) I got half a Buccaneers team. You got half a Buccaneers team.
1: Okay. Well, two of us have, have a Buccaneers team. So. That's I like our ads. I like my ads.
0: Divide and conquer, man. I'm
1: just saying, dude. Like, I could not, like, I couldn't let that happen. I just couldn't do it.
0: I was so mad. Well, <laughs>
1: Ralph, for the third year in a row, has left me alone on draft night, you know. maybe, uh, Maybe I'm a little salty about that.
0: Is that what it is?
1: <laughs> I'm used to it now. Well, you know, I might have thought twice about it. No, I wouldn't have. No, you, <laughs> you wouldn't been here. <laughs> I
0: wouldn't have let you, though. I would have tackled you if I was here.
1: <laughs> Tied me to the chair and picked a kicker <laughs> yeah. in every round. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kicker year. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, no. Yeah,
0: so, you know, we'll see with fantasy this year. It's all over the place again. And it's going to be difficult because, you know, players are going to be held out for COVID this year. You've already got the Miami player.
1: Yep. Yeah, that tight end, which yeah. the media loves to say, oh, that oh, unvaccinated. The unvaccinated, yeah. That so, unvaccinated scum.
0: Yeah, so he's got to sit out for 10 days. Yeah. Which that doesn't make any sense to me either. You know, if you get tested for it, why does it matter if you, you know. If right,
1: you, if you're negative, why is it the <laughs> mandatory 10 days? Because well, they want to punish you, that's why.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a none of this stuff makes sense. I mean. yeah. So, Wadford's on injured reserve.
1: Yes. Uh, Giovanni Bernard came back. So, he had that ankle sprain, which was pretty mild that he sustained in the Texas game. He hasn't really practiced since then, but he did return yesterday to practice. So, we're good there. Today, it's Monday. Um, Ndamukong Su came back. Giovanni Bernard's practicing. Jordan Whitehead is still just working with the trainers per Greg Allman and probably won't be playing Thursday. Apparently, it's a hamstring. Wait, who is it? Jordan Whitehead.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's a hamstring. But Mike
0: Edwards, is he's just he's I know, just good.
1: I know. So um, it's a hamstring, and let me tell you guys. Oh, I'm, and
0: Russ Cockrell, he'll be out there too. Yeah. Rotate Yeah, so of, we're yeah. fine. Yeah, we're I'm fine. I'm like,
1: mm. Let him. But they were asking B.A. yesterday in the press conference about missing Jordan Whitehead's physicality. And he said, of course, we're missing a hard hitter like him, mm-hmm. but he'll be fine. And he's yeah. yeah, exactly. He'll be coming back. But we've got great depth, like you said. So we're going to be just fine, especially this early in the season. Like you just want your guys to be as healthy as they can be and not rush it. Mm-hmm. Don't rush it. It's a long season. And especially when you want to play those four extra games. Right. You know, it's that one game in the beginning of the season is not going to make or break you.
0: Yeah, it's more important to be better at the end of the season than it is at the beginning of the season. Which
1: we found out last year. Right.
0: And Tom Brady has done this throughout his whole career. You know, I mean, how many times have we heard people say Tom Brady's done because the Patriots have a crappy record? Midway through the season,
1: yeah, I think one year they got like blown out by like Detroit. It was like Miami, shot out, yeah. yeah. My, oh my, yeah. I think it was Miami. I think you're right.
0: Yeah, and everybody was like, "Oh, yeah, Tom Brady's he's done. done.
1: He's gonna retire." And then Super Bowl. Do you <laughs> think that he does it on purpose? So then you give him that fuel. I don't know.
0: It does seem to be something, uh, you know, where it's just you know you save more of your energy and mm-hmm. stuff for the end of the season,
1: mm-hmm. you know. I And we talked, Ralph and I were talking football last night and it was like, you know, our defensive linemen, the veterans, they kind of spend the whole first half probing and seeing Mm -hmm. what they can do against the offenses that they face. And then it's like in the third, fourth quarter, they just gear up and just start attack,
0: attack, Mm -hmm. attack. Mm -hmm.
1: It's incredible to watch.
0: Yeah, it's such a difference from... You know, it was one of the things we had an issue with with uh, Jerry McCoy and some of the defenses that we had over the past decade is, you know, they they would get these nice stats, but they would be in garbage time or in games that don't matter, you know, we're already out of the playoff runs, whatever. Uh, If you notice with this team, you know, you're very confident when if it's third and six, third and four, third and eight, that they're going to stop them and they, they show up. You know, this defense will show up when they need to show up, they'll get the sack, they'll get the interception, they'll get the batted ball, attack for a loss, whatever. And you can see it when they're playing that they, when, when it's not important, you know, when the down is not important, they're, they're like probing to see what's going to work. So when they need to do something, they can do it. You know, they're not, they're not getting sacks and all this stuff in garbage time and, on plays that don't matter. It seems like they save it for when they need it, and then they that's when they get you. And the rest of the time they're spending probing the offense. And I really like it. And like you said, you know, usually about midway through the third quarter is when they really ramp up and start suffocating teams.
1: And I feel like what they've done during halftime is sit down together, kind of share information oh, yeah. with each other, and then they're all executing their own plans. And it's like JPP and Shaq play off of each other, mm. yeah, you know.
0: I was watching a mic'd up with Jamal Dean. Jamal. Jamal, damn it. <laughs> I will get that right one day. No.
1: I will fall out of my chair.
0: Okay. <laughs> the mic'd up, and there, was, there wasn't a whole lot with him. He's not, you know, a real big talker and everything. But what I loved about it is they did a lot of wide shots and him on the sideline and and whatnot. And, you know, if you listen to this podcast or watch any of my videos, I love watching the sideline to see who's with, who's hanging out with who, uh, who's hanging out around the coaches, uh, what players are off by themselves. Uh, you know, just you get a real good feel of the dynamics of a team. And, you know, it's one of the things where I love to point out in my Tiffy videos how the kong Su's got his little uh, squad. You know, he, he sits down on his throne at the end of the, the bench, and you got all the guys, the defensive guys that, Sit around him, you know, Goldston and Nacho and all those guys. But anyhow, I'm watching this Jamal Dean thing, and we've noticed, me and Molly have noticed that JPP and Shaq Barrett are always hanging out. They always seem to be together and talking. And they're they're two totally different guys, you know, personality and play style. And uh, we just love it to death. It's like it's just it's a almost like a match made in heaven, you know, mm-hmm. vinegar and water, oil and water, and salt yeah. and vinegar or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so I'm watching this Jamal Dean thing and I look over and I see this guy jumping up and down and I was like hey that's JPP and uh then I was like oh hey there's Shaq Barrett right next to him so I rewinded it and kept an eye on those two and they were just bantering with each other and the JPP was all excited and jumping up and down and JPP or Shaq had a smile on his face and they were talking and there was somebody I don't know who it was that their number ended with 7 was, like, standing in between them, behind them, trying to talk to Shaq Barrett. But <laughs> Shaq Barrett was, like, totally ignoring like him. not having that. Yeah. Not so, interested. Yeah, so it's like, you know, they're the two cool kids. And the guy was, like, coming up, hey, can I be part of your gang? And it's like, no.
1: <laughs>
0: but it, it, it's fun. I love stuff like that. I love seeing the sidelines.
1: I do, too. I feel like uh Mike Evans and Tom Brady have a really interesting rapport. And... If you listen to Mike Evans' um, press conference from yesterday, he talked about how he stayed in shape the whole mm-hmm. off-season. Yeah, he, he started said, normally, earlier. Yeah. yeah, he said, normally I'll gain like 40 pounds in the off-season and then I have to do a lot of work to drop the weight and get back in shape. And he said, this time I just kept – up with my routine mm-hmm. and, you know, I paid more attention to my diet and I was drinking a, a ton of water. and All the TB12 I, 12 stuff. All the TB12 stuff. Yeah. And he was like, so I didn't have any weight to lose when I started. Mm-hmm. And it's like that preparation, you know, you're just keeping your body in shape so you're always ready mm-hmm. no matter what.
0: Yeah, he said he took a week off after the Super Bowl and kind then of, started working out. And he said normally he'll wait until – halfway through the off season before he starts working out. And he said it, it makes it harder because, you know, you're out of shape and you have to work harder to get back into shape. But he said he never got out of shape because he just took a week off. And he said he, he, he's making his workouts lighter. He doesn't, but, but he says he doesn't have to work as hard because he never got out of shape. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, that was really neat. And then, he you know, he talked about hydration, and that's a big thing with the TB12 mm-hmm. is hydration, just keeping hydrated.
1: So I I think that the um, chemistry and the offense is just going to be something to behold, especially this first week, and especially in contrast to what happened week one last year. I think it's just Mm going to be, and Mm -hmm. Mike Evans even said, we're just miles ahead of where we were last year. So I'm
0: I'm telling you, the league is getting ready to have a wake-up call with this team. It's, I don't know, it's stupid. It really is. To I can't
1: believe they let all of our guys come back.
0: Right? Like, are y'all that even was, paying attention? I don't
1: think so. I mean, I don't I, think
0: so. I don't know. I think they are, but they're not. Because uh, Tom Brady is—he's not. You can't look at him and watch his game film and say, "Oh, this is what makes him great." You know, point <laughs> to that. You know, you can. They're
1: still arguing about whether he even is great.
0: Right? Yeah. Right. In. You know, because there's nothing there that you can just really put your finger on. Uh, Whereas, you know, with like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and even Drew Brees, there are things you can go, okay, that's what makes him stand out. You know, but Tom Brady doesn't have that. Our team doesn't have that. You know, there's really nobody on our team that you can look at and go, that guy is unique in the NFL, and here's, you know, what makes him so great. I mean, look at Mike Evans. Mike Evans is, you know, he doesn't get... Great yards after the catch. He's not making spectacular catches. He's not super fast. You know, he just goes out and catches the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Goblins is kind of the same way. You know, big tough guy. You know, he's hard to take down once he does catch, but he's not blazing down the field and all this good stuff. He's not like Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill, you can look at him and go, okay, we well, can see why he's good. Yeah. You know, but you can't do that with anybody on our team. Mm-mm. You can't go. This guy is outstanding at this ability, and our whole team is like that. Where You know, they're just like, you go, they keep winning, they keep tackling, they keep stopping to run, they keep batting balls down, they keep getting interceptions, but we can't understand why. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think everybody just kind of goes, well, maybe it's luck. They can't do it again this year. I know. And that's how with New England, people did that for years and years and years. You'd be like, well, you know, they got lucky again this year, or, you know, they cheated, or, oh, they. You know, they're in a crappy division. That's why they're on top all the time or, you know, whatever. All these reasons because you can't point to anything specific and say that's the reason why. And so I think the rest of the league went, you know, like with Shaq Barrett. You know, Shaq Barrett does not stand out. You know, he's not picking guys up and throwing them over the offensive line or, you know, just being a beast out there that makes you go, whoa. You know, doing these plays that make you go, whoa. Uh, but he's consistent he doesn't make mistakes and he's so technical that it, he makes it look easy and it just doesn't pop off the the film to you so i think that you know the rest of the league is just like well you know we want these more dynamic players and these guys are just not you know there's nothing you can point to and say they're this is make they're they're special
1: well i think the bar on our team is so high they all play like that. They all, mm-hmm. you know, make plays. They're all playmakers. But when you have everybody making plays, no one really stands out mm-hmm. because they're all good. Right. If right. you're on a team with no playmakers and you're a Devin White or a Carlton Davis mm-hmm. or a JP, like you're going to stand out because you're the only one doing it. Right. But they're not. We have 11 guys on both sides of the ball who are constantly making plays.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, almost all of our stupid amount of guys on our starter, our our 22, are elite level. Mm -hmm. I mean, stupid amount. I don't think I've ever seen a team that has this much elite talent on it. And then the guys that aren't elite are like right below elite. (laughs) <laughs> well we don't have a lot of we don't have scrubs on our team.
1: Mm-mm. Our
0: second string guys would be starting on other teams.
1: Right. It's like Mike Edwards, it's like Jordan Whitehead's going to be out Not and too. we have Mike Edwards and we have uh Ross Cockrell mm-hmm. who are mm-hmm. both going to be just fine. We're all fine with Jordan mm-hmm. Whitehead missing time to recover because we have these other guys who we know are going to show up.
0: Right. Yeah, we were talking about that last night. That, you know, our offense, our receivers, because we were debating on Dallas's receiving core. How people are saying they're the best in the league, and I was like, well, you know, they're elite. I think they're definitely top ten, probably top five. But you know, of course, I'm biased. Our receivers are the best. I'm like, look, we've got Antonio Brown, who you know for the past decade has been considered one of the best receivers in the league. He's our third guy. <laughs> You
1: know, it's like I mean, what you know?
0: That's how stacked we are at receiver.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: Scotty Miller would be starting on any other team. Yeah. You know, and he he's not even first string.
1: He's not, again, not even third string. Like is he third string at this point? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think he's fourth, fifth on <laughs> yeah. the list.
1: I mean, he was playing in the third quarter of our preseason games, third and fourth quarter. So
0: <laughs> The same thing with our tight ends. Any any one of those, they're all three elite. Any of them would be on, you know, a start. They would be a game changer on any other team in this league. So, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous at how good our team is. And that, that we're not, one, the betting has Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Wait Are they second. serious? Yeah, it's still that way. Is it? It's insane, and everybody's you know just kind of again they write all of us off. They're like, eh, you know. So I think I think the league is in for a surprise this year. It's gonna be a lot of lot of pissed off NFL fans because they're like, these uh,
1: what Tom Brady again?
0: (laughs) Get sick of hearing about him.
1: Yeah, they're gonna be real mad.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna be be
1: big mad. I know. I'm ready for another boat parade. (laughs) Speaking of that. Tom Brady said this week that he tested positive right after the Boat Parade last season for yeah. COVID. You know his parents had well, shortly it shortly
0: thereafter, right? Yeah.
1: After no, he said this is from Adam Schefter. He tested positive just after the Bucks mm-hmm. Super Bowl boat parade, which I'm surprised people weren't like, "Oh, super than that. Yeah, yeah. I think they were actually, well, but
0: apparently he didn't have any symptoms or anything. I he know. didn't talk he was about just it. Just fine. Yeah. What did How did he get away with last year? He had, you know, these. What was it? Did he have? Was it a shoulder, knee?
1: Knee, knee. knee,
0: yeah, never on the injury report. Never get surgery said on the off a season.
1: Word, a torn MCL, right?
0: Yeah, and he's like, after it all happened, he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I had surgery. And <laughs> I played with a torn MCL all year." Last
1: we year. were yeah. taping it up, and then I wasn't. I was sleeping in the <laughs> tape, like it was. <laughs> you're like, what? How does he get away with anybody, that? Anybody? Because I think if you just don't tell the training staff. Then they don't have to report it. I guess so. On the injury report. don't
0: know. But, I mean, like the COVID, that happened, what, five months ago? And we're just now finding out I know. Because Can he you imagine
1: if he had tested positive before the Super Bowl? How Ooh. disastrous that would have been. Yeah. We definitely would have lost them.
0: Well, I'm worried about that this year. I think it's going to be worse this year than it was last year with the testing and players having to sit out. You know, we had – Devin White had to do it last year, uh, the Week 17 right. against Atlanta, and then he missed the uh, Redskins game because of it. But other than that, we didn't really have a lot of players miss.
1: Right, yeah, we did know. really well with that.
0: But this year it seems that, you know, here in preseason we've had a lot, you know, and these guys are vaccinated. So I think we're going to have a lot of this throughout the season all across the league, you know, it's going to be, you know, so starters here and there every week we're gonna have you know, five or six starters across the league having to sit out
1: i think the saving grace is that the vaccinated don't have to stay out yeah. as long mm-hmm. so there's that i mean there's that's the difference between missing one game and missing two games theoretically yeah. like if you if you're unvaccinated you're missing 10 games if you're vaccinated it's like Five, or you know, if you're asymptomatic and then have two negative tests, you can come back. I think I I I can't remember the rules specifically. I want to say it's five days, but it might be just the two negative tests and the asymptomatic mm-hmm. is all that's required to be able to come back. But the Cowboys are getting hit with this already, so they had a few offensive linemen that have just come back. From the COVID list. And then they got their Pro Bowl guard, Zach Martin, just tested positive yesterday. And so he's going to be out for this season opener. So, And then they had their um, right tackle, Collins, had a neck stinger, which has had him out due to that injury. He returned to practice yesterday. So, you know, their offensive line, I think, is going to be an issue. We'll talk more about that in just a second. Um, Do you have any more news? Or is that it?
0: I think that was it. Let me look real quick. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, that's it. All
1: right. So their guard slash center, Connor Williams, he was on the reserve list came back he's the starting left guard but also worked as their backup center in preseason so he just came back and then the their right guard martin he is their um he's their starter he's the one that just went on the covid list so they've got another guy Connor McGovern, who is going to start in his place. So they've got a little bit of a shake-up on their offensive line. I think that's good news for the Buccaneers, particularly for Vita Vea, who you've got you know people on the line starting who wouldn't normally start. I think that's good news for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to watch him with you know, the Dallas Dallas always keeps a good offensive line. So
1: yeah, yeah, uh, oh, which is a lot of the reason for Zeke Elliott's success.
0: Hmm. Yes. Yeah, because remember who who was it before Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, he went to I think what I'm gonna say it was Tennessee. Uh he was great at Dallas.
1: Demarco Murray.
0: Yes, Demarcus, DeMarcus Murray. Murray. Demarcus Murray.
1: Demarcus.
0: And. You know, got a big contract, went to, I think it was Tennessee, and just stank it up there. And then Ezekiel came in right behind him and just you know basically picked up where he left off. Yeah, good offensive lines, you know, kind of a prerequisite to have a good running back, unless you're Barry Sanders.
1: Yeah. So, you know, th- the thing with the – Cowboys offense is that they have a lot of continuity so everyone on the offense has already worked with Dak Prescott for several several years and they've had the same offensive coordinator for three years so they have a lot of continuity on offense irrespective of Dak's injury and him being out from week five Mm -hmm. that being said they have not you know they have not had any full games together Mm -hmm. Since week five.
0: Which is important.
1: Which is really important. You know, we hear from Tom Brady and Mike Evans where, you know, you use the preseason to get up to game speed. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm because you're not you're going against your own guys in practice. You're not going full speed. You're not trying to hurt yourselves. You're not trying to hurt each other. Mm -hmm. And the preseason is a good time to get your timing and your rhythm down. They have had none of that, mm-hmm. the Cowboys' offense. I'm sure that Dak Prescott has been throwing to his guys, but it's, it's not the same with without an opposing defensive mm-hmm. back or whoever on your guy trying to catch in traffic. Right. So I think that is going to be very beneficial for us. Oh, if yeah. If they haven't had. And, in fact, they went in the preseason, they went 0-4. In the Oof. preseason. Yeah. Oof. They were, them and the Steelers, they had the Hall of Fame game, so they actually had four games this preseason. Versus really? Three. Yeah. I know, isn't that weird? It is weird. I was like, I thought they might just take the final week off. Or Are you sure about that? Yeah. 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 See, I read it in a Cowboys article on DallasCowboys.com, and they were like, oh, they went, You know, the four preseason games. And I was like, oh, that's a typo. That's weird. Like, why would they, you know, they got that wrong. They need a copy editor. But then I went and looked them up on ESPN. And sure enough, they had four games.
0: So that means somebody else in the league had to have had four games, too. The
1: Steelers, because the Steelers played the Ah. Hall of Fame game. So whoever Ah. played the Hall of Fame game, they got four preseason games versus three. Well, that's good for them. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not good for the cow. Cal- they went zero and four. What? Well, it's not yeah. great for them. <laughs> so they had um, their opponents were the Steelers. They went sixteen and three. Cardinals nineteen and to sixteen. Texans twenty to fourteen. And then the Jaguars uh, thirty four to fourteen. So Holy Jags, crap! Yeah, the Jags, they got beat like, by the
0: Jacksonville totally. Jaguars, the Houston Texans, and the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeesh.
1: So. Their their takeaway, Dallas Cowboys fans, from this preseason is that their depth is not great. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Uh, and especially, in particular, the secondary, but also their offensive line. Which really? we've talked about how bad the offense, how hard it is to find good offensive line depth. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that's kind of what they found in the preseason. Man, yeah.
0: That's so, crazy. I
1: know. I know. Yeah. All right. So, last season, they went 6 and 10, and the big complaint or the big reason that they say they did so bad was their defense Mm -hmm. they gave up 473 points which was the most in franchise history their rushing defense was giving up five yards a carry and that was the second most rushing yards in franchise history wow
0: yeah that was uh they were 32nd in the league for rush right rush defense
1: probably they couldn't stop nobody yeah So, they, um, they brought in Dan Quinn. Our boy Dan. Yeah. So, they fired, uh, defensive coordinator, coordinator Mike Nolan. He's gone. And then they brought in Dan Quinn, who Ralph and I talked about. Uh, he was like, Oh, wasn't he the Legion of Boom? And yes, he was in there. So, Legion of Boom, they're saying, started kind of in 2011 in Seattle. Gus Bradley was defensive coordinator until 2013. Dan Quinn came in, and he saw their Super Bowl visit, um, and they had a lot of success under him. He was only there for two years as defensive coordinator before Mm. uh, Atlanta scooped him up. So he is... As head coach. yeah. As head coach, yeah. So he was brought in to kind of clean up that defense they drafted so they drafted 11 rookies they kept every single one of them um but they're not starting any of them with the exception of their first round pick who was a linebacker micah parsons
0: i thought uh osa odeguazi their defensive tackle he's not starting
1: oh yeah you're right he is that's my okay Okay. Yeah, you you are correct. He is starting for an injured, their injured 2020 third round pick, Neville Gall- Gallimore, who has a hyperextended elbow, which he sustained in preseason. He's going on IR. So that Osa Odig- Odigizua mm-hmm. he is starting at defensive tackle. But their defensive line is weak. Um, they have DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. So they like those two established veterans, but the rest is kind of up for grabs, and they have little to no playing time in the NFL. Yeah. So mm. I expect our offense to do pretty good <laughs> containing their defensive line. I'm really not worried about them. Not at all. In their linebacking core, Sean Lee retired, so he's gone. They drafted um, Micah Parsons, but then – In the last season, they had moved Vander Esch, uh, from middle or from weak side to middle linebacker last season. That was not where he normally plays. And then they had Jalen Smith at middle linebacker or no, I'm sorry, at weak side where he normally plays middle linebacker. So they obviously did not have success last season doing that. So Dan Quinn has come in and restored them to their rightful position. So, so Vander Esch will be uh, at weak side. Jalen Smith will be at middle linebacker.
0: So they're running a 4-3 defense. Got a middle linebacker, weak side, and strong side linebacker. Vander mm-hmm. Esch is back at weak side linebacker with uh, Jalen Smith at middle and the uh, rookie at strong side. Yes. So good,
1: good job, Ralph.
0: So thank you. Our offense is just gonna eat them alive.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, it gets better. <laughs> okay. So uh Dan Quinn, Legion of Boom, that secondary, that was, you know, what he's famous for. Right. So he comes in to Dallas and he brings with him Keanu Neal who from is Atlanta, yeah. from Atlanta. From Atlanta uh, they're calling him nickel linebacker. I know. Like, I'm wondering if it's kind of the money backer thing that um, Deion Buchanan mm. did for us. Mm-hmm. Maybe that yeah. kind of position. And then DeMonte Kazi also came with Dan Quinn from Atlanta. So he's bringing safety. his guys. Yeah, safety. He's bringing his guys in the secondary, which I thought was interesting. But we will see. They, they're they saying they don't have a lot of depth in the secondary, though. So, basically, they're an injury away of having to start a pair of rookies, uh, particularly at corner. They have uh, their second-round pick, Calvin Joseph. He's already hurt with a groin injury. And then um, they're saying nation Wright would best serve as a backup for mm-hmm. the first few weeks. So. Oh, You know, yeah, they've
0: got right now they've got Antonio Brown and Trayvon Diggs are the only
1: Antonio Brown. Anthony Brown, Anthony, okay.
0: Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs are the starting cornerbacks. And then right behind them is two rookies. Yeah. Nation Wright. But well, there's C.J. Goodwin, too. But I don't even know if he's going to what he's doing. I, I don't know. They got yeah. This is a weird team they got going on here.
1: Well, in any case, I mean, they might just flourish. I mean, they might take off. But the chances that they're going to do it week one against very, us, against us, very, <laughs> very slim, very slim, very slim. Uh, their offense, I think, will be a threat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, irrespective of Dak Prescott, I think it's going to be a little rusty. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a little ugly. But th- these guys with their Wide receivers that mm-hmm. we talked about: um, Gallup, Amari Cooper, and um, who am I missing? Galloway. Gallup. No. What? CD Lamb. CD Lamb. CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup.
0: Gallup. Where did I say Galloway?
1: Galloway. Yeah. That's uh, Calloway. It's the guy from New Orleans. We were just watching that yeah. last mm-hmm. night. They. So they are a threat, and. Um, I think we'll certainly put up some big plays. I think we can expect that. We're going to give up some big plays there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Amari Cooper is just he's an outstanding. he's the best route runner in the league, I think. He can juke anybody out. Uh he can run any route. You know, it's go- <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see who goes up against him, for, you know, the Jamal Dean, Jamal Dean. Uh uh, Carlton Davis, whatever they're, they're going to have a hard time with him. Uh, he's going to get open. I mean, that's his thing. He he doesn't catch the ball good in traffic. He's not a uh, a big tough guy. He's not going to catch the ball and run you over, but he will get open. That's you know that's how he likes to catch the ball when he's open. So we just gotta gotta stay tight on him. Uh, you know, yeah, they'll they'll probably make some plays. You know, yeah, and and maybe even into the running game a little bit, but. Meh.
1: I'm not hopeful on them, front. I'm like, we're going to crush them. We're going to have Vita back. Ralph and I were talking about this last night, and I was talking about the offensive line, how kind of in the middle, you know, they might be starting some backups. They're dealing with, you know, people coming off of, like the one guy was on the COVID list. I don't know how sick he was or whatever, but, you know, if you're – coming off of illness, like it does take you a while to recover and get back to where you were. And he's only back, you know, for a week. I don't know what kind of shape he's in, but that's just where my mind is where I'm like, yeah, you know, you can, it can take some time to recover. From any kind of sickness. And so, and then you've got the right tackle who he was on on IR last season and he's dealing with some neck stingers. And so, their offensive line, I think, could be kind of a liability for them. I think at this point, it's probably the weakest part of their offense. Mm. You know, I mean, their offense is good. Mm. I mean, they have a good, you know, top five, I think, last year. And... Were they? You remember? I don't yeah. know. Um, but at this point in the season, I think that's kind of where where it's all going to fall apart for them. Potentially. That's their biggest weakness. And, you know, Ralph was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, they're known for having a good offensive line. And I was like, yeah, but we got Vita up there. And he was like, oh. that, like, changed the whole conversation. I, for, I totally
0: forgot <laughs> that. That Vita was starting and playing, you know.
1: I know. I'm so
0: used to him being out, and uh, I just got so excited. But between Vita Vea and Shaquille Barrett, they are the most fun guys to watch on film because every play almost, almost every play, and it's outstanding. Very few players are like that. Almost every play, they're doing something that just makes you go, oh, that was nice. And they're almost always there. Uh, You know, in the past, we've had players that have been good, but – you know, they're, they, they're good in spurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think of Jeremy McCoy. You know, Jeremy McCoy, he, would, he was great getting off the line, and, and he, was, he was fast in his first moves and all that good stuff. But after that, he would be six yards away from the play because he'd get pushed out of the way. And Shaquille Barrett and Vita Vea are always right there, always right there at the ball. You know, it's like when the quarterback's throwing it, you can guarantee you Vita's a half a step away from him and Shaquille Barrett's a half a step away from him, you know. And it's it just, it's so exciting to think about watching those two guys on film again, which brings me to the, to the point, man, NFL better have that all 22 up. Oh, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> Do
1: you check it every day? Every day. Okay, cool.
0: And And they still yeah. haven't put up, I mean, they've taken away features. It, and they got to put this up. They got to put it up. They got to put the all twenty-two up. They got to get the, uh, the the plays back onto the thing because you, you used to be able to go to any play you wanted to, jump around by plays. They don't even have that up anymore, and you can't even slow-mo it anymore. It's basically just watching a video now. You can't do any manipulation with it, and it's horrible.
1: Such garbage.
0: Yeah, I know. They better. I'm hoping after this game that they start putting stuff out.
1: The features back.
0: Yeah, bringing yeah. the features back because if not, me, I am going to be, I'm going to write them a strongly worded letter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Carmen Vitale, she tweeted and was like, "They're not going to bring the all twenty two back, are they?" So apparently, Buccaneers also yeah. use this service. So
0: yeah, there's a whole ecosystem built up around this, yeah. and for them to just go, "Eh, we're not going to do it anymore," and but they're not even saying that. They're saying, uh, eh, we're going to bring it back at some point."
1: You know, eventually like, we're not going to tell you when yeah
0: no no indication uh, they did tell CBS that or CBS Sports that they're looking to have it back after the first game so but they didn't
1: no promises no
0: promises yeah uh, so yeah I think Vita you know you just forget how dominant he is out there and if they're, they're the middle of their line is weak I mean it takes two to stop Vita you just You know, it you don't stop feeding, you just slow him down. One person can kind of slow him down, but you've got two and a half, three seconds max. If you're a really good offensive lineman, you got three seconds to keep him from getting to your quarterback. Usually, it's about two and a half seconds. He's going to get there. You could slow him down, uh, normally it takes two. You know, if you if you wanted like move him out of the way a little bit or stop him. You have to use at least two players. But if they're weak up the middle, I mean, if they're having problems with their center and their guards, that's actually going to be a feast.
1: I know. Well, okay, so their right guard's the one that's out for COVID. The left guard is the one who had COVID and just came back. Center, I think, is okay.
0: Okay. So that's –
1: It just might be at their guard. You know, I don't want to overpromise here because they have a good offensive line, so – you know, the bar's pretty high, and then being injured will probably just take them down a little bit, a mm-hmm. smidge. But, you know, I think it's enough. And, I mean, what offensive lines could hold us last season? It was Washington. 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 And, and that was it. That was it. So, we'll see. Yeah. But I think that right guard, that's a vulnerability for them.
0: That's Sue's guy. So, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun I'm so excited
1: mm-hmm. and their yeah. right tackle is dealing with next stinger so yeah. we'll see about Shaq. that Shaq Shaq oh,
0: no. going to feast yeah uh, Smith their left tackle he's just a beast man I mean that guy's <laughs> and actually he's the one that really opened my eyes to how good Vita was because Vita did a stunt we played him like two or three years ago Vita did a stunt and it was him and Smith, number 77, what's his name? Tyrone, Tyler, what's his name? Tyrone, Tyrone Smith. Uh, he's great tackled, a big guy, you know, always wears that brace. He just looks like a beast. And they, uh, Vita came came running up to him, and it was a one-on-one, and they were both squared off to each other. And, you know, it was really a, you know, who is going to, who is strongest. It was really a, who is going to uh Mono and mono, it was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And uh, Vita pushed him back like it was nothing. <laughs> and this he, was Tyrone Smith. He
1: is just so hard to stop. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just a bull. You he can't just stop pushes it. you one right person. Back.
0: Yeah, if Tyrone Smith can't stop you, you, you you just can't be stopped. And Vita, you know, he's not the fastest in the world, mm-hmm. but he's gonna get to you. I mean, he's going to get to the quarterback in two and a half seconds. It's is how it is. <laughs> that's just how it is. And it ain't gonna be fast, you know. He's not gonna bust through the line and uh, you know, run down the running back, but you know he's gonna pick his guy up and carry him over to where the running backs at.
1: He's disruptive. Yeah,
0: I mean, very even much. if
1: he, I mean, he's always just a split second away from the play.
0: Yeah. Like always. if
1: he's not getting your runner, he's right there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's right making there. a move. Have to go another mm-hmm. direction, and that's what both Shaq and Vita. You know, they, they don't get the highlight plays that, you know, you would expect, and they don't uh, – you know, they're not always getting to the quarterback and, and all that good stuff, but they're always making the quarterback have to throw the ball or move, always. You know, they're, they're just always right there. So fun watching those two.
1: I know. I just can't wait. I can't wait. The – that defensive tackle, Osa Odegizuwa, mm-hmm. uh, he said that – is that how you say it? <laughs> you don't know. Works for me. Uh, <laughs> they asked him about their strategy, and he said, get to Brady. But then he did clarify. He's like, I don't want it to be like I'm talking about Brady or going after Brady in the media, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. Like, he learned from James Young. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and he knows, like, you – You call out
0: Brady. I know. That's, like, feel to
1: him. But they were talking about his passer rating outside the pocket is so bad. So if you just get him – And I'm like – evils are not going to get to him like that is not a game plan <laughs> what are you talking about that's that's every
0: every defensive coordinator and lineman have said that for the past 21
1: years yeah we're just gonna get to Brady and that's just how get you stop him. just yeah. get to him there you go that's all, that's all okay uh, get to Ryan Jensen first easy peasy yeah
0: but that's the thing about Brady you know, we we pointed out when we were comparing him to Jameis Winston is that he is so damn good at knowing when pressure's coming and just boop, getting rid of the ball.
1: Boop. Yeah. Or he's taking down. a sack if he has to. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean he he's, to... not, he's not going to get happy feet. He's not going to spin. He's not going to run out of the pocket. He's just going to boop, gone. hmm yeah.
1: yeah. So he knows when to take the sack, when to throw it away.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that's how Drew Brees was. Mm -hmm. You know, just he was so damn hard to sack because even when you get him in his grasp, he's throwing the ball. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: nine times out of 10, it should have been intentional grounding. But, you know, hey, God, I'm so So glad I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Intentional grounding five times a game, never called.
1: I know. Bastards. Mm hmm. Um, oh, here's something interesting. Their punter is Brian Inger, yeah. former Buccaneers punter. So they actually signed him uh, in the offseason. They signed him to like a $1, $2 million contract. And then they cut him so that they could do some roster shuffling, and then they brought him right back. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, $2 million signing and
1: mm-hmm. cut him, and,
0: bring and then bring him back can't. for pay cut.
1: Right. Yeah. No, well, yeah, it says the Cowboys can cut vested veterans such as Anger with an agreement that they will return to the roster with major changes to their contract. Mm-hmm. Like, how effed up is that? Like, what a bait and switch. Hey, when
0: you're a kicker, you just expect that crap. Yeah,
1: that's you true. You are a low
0: man on the totem pole.
1: Yeah. Or punter. Yeah. He's a punter, yeah. Punter, yeah.
0: Is he kicking for them, too?
1: No. Just their punter.
0: Who is their kicker?
1: I don't know. I might need to pick him up because here's the car the fantasy football karma gods. Uh so I auto drafted for the last few rounds and they gave me Will Lutz, who of <laughs> course is out with a groin injury. I was like, son of a bitch. That's what I get.
0: Uh I've got I see uh uh Craig Zerline as their
1: Yeah. That sounds right.
0: So who where
1: Brian Inger is their punter. Sure. Not their kicker. Greg Zerline's their kicker. Right?
0: Okay, they've got they've got him they've got Greg Zerline as both.
1: Oh maybe they haven't updated the roster or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh they didn't have an official depth chart out yet. Just like us. We haven't okay. put the official one out yet. Mm.
0: Do we have an official injury report
1: yet? No. That did not come out yet. Really? So probably today that'll come out. We'll talk about it next time. I think we'll get the final injury report by the last podcast that we do. So, Dak Prescott finally got his big contract in the offseason. This is just ridiculous. Four years, $160 million, $126 million was guaranteed. What are you doing? $126 million guaranteed.
0: Yeah, I think he's got the highest salary this year.
1: Well, his cap hit is like ninety five million this year. What? Or no, <laughs> no, that wasn't his cap hit. His cap hit, I think, is like twenty two million. I think his dead money is ninety five million. It was crazy. Yeah, it was just like whoa, what? It was crazy. I guess so that they couldn't cut him like immediately.
0: That is insane. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think he's that great.
1: No, I don't either. especially that like he's just young and to me unproven like they've had him for what like five years Mm -hmm. and where's he been I mean they've just gotten worse since they got him and I'm not saying that's all on him but like you got to be somewhere after five years with the same quarterback yeah you at least want to see improvement and some headway yeah, oh. uh
0: yeah the <laughs> getting seventy five million this year. Good lord. Yeah. That's insane. Whoa. Yeah, the next one is uh Trent Williams, left tackle for San Francisco. He's getting thirty two million. And then Josh Allen's getting thirty one million. Tom Brady's fourth on the list at twenty seven.
1: Who the fuck paid Josh Allen that much money? I don't like, know, what man, are they doing? Yeah. I just Put me in a front office, please. Or Ralph. Put Ralph in a front office.
0: I handle money pretty good.
1: I know. It's just ridiculous. As
0: far as cap hits go, Russell Wilson is the biggest at $32 million.
1: Mm. That's not even that bad for him, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd pay $32 million for Russell Wilson.
0: Uh, Dak Prescott's cap hit is $22.2 million.
1: Okay. That's what I was thinking
0: of. But they've got... Uh, Amari Cooper is twenty two million. Dak Prescott's twenty two point two million. Demarcus Lawrence is twenty five million. They got three guys in the top fifteen.
1: What about Zeke Elliott? Like he got his contract right?
0: I don't see him on the top list. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. See, that's why. That's why you can't have a good defense. Because you're mm-hmm. paying all offensive you gotta guys. You're to pay all
1: these other dummies.
0: Way too much money. Yeah. Man.
1: Yep. Okay, Ralph, that's all that I have. Do you have anything else?
0: Uh, no, I am going to do some work on my version of the Dallas game coming up. And, and this year, I really want to honestly give – I'm going to try not to – I'm going to try to take my not be a
1: homer, glasses
0: off. Yeah, and give, you know, more grounded – because because I do I honestly want to say this year, every game yeah we're going to win by 21 points, you know I mean that's kind of I feel there's only a couple teams where I'm like yeah they're going to give us a little bit of struggle but you know it's not going to be that way you know there's going to we're going to lose games we should have won we're going to win games we should lose although I don't see any of those on the schedule but I'm going to try to be more uh, honest objective. unbiased objective there you go so I'll have that up Wednesday.
1: Yeah, so this is kind of a two-part preview Mm -hmm. since it's a weird week. We get football on Thursday. Our normal schedule is the Monday show is the reaction to Sunday's game. The Wednesday show is the game film day. And then the Friday show is the game preview day. Mm -hmm. So that'll start next week. This week, you're getting a two-part preview by the next show, we'll have Ralph's film analysis, as well as we'll probably have some news from the week, like the injury reports and any updates on the Dallas side with mm-hmm. their COVID situation. So this is a weird week, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be the best.
0: Yep, this is the end of our preseason. Yay. Regular season starts I know. in three days. I right. know. Yeah. So, uh, Wednesday, we'll give you our predictions on the game. So stay tuned for that. Yep. So till next time, guys.
1: Go Bucks.